Welcome to Discoculia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Discoculia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Discoculia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. Working on numeracy, if all else fails, can you get benefits? Turn neurodiversity into an asset, reading, writing and arithmetic and the neural underpinnings of Discoculia. This is our podcast for week 27 in 2017. We welcome Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Discoculia Services, to help us review the links for this week. Welcome, Dr. Schroeder. Well, always great to be here. Yeah, we have some uh, very interesting links, actually. The, uh, the first one is interesting, is numeracy. What exactly is numeracy? Well, numeracy is the equivalent of literacy, but then with numbers. Uh, it already has a few definitions, but the important concept here is that people need to be comfortable with numbers. So children in elementary schools and secondary schools need to know how the number system works, what they can do mm-hmm. with it, and uh, it would really help if they also know the, the main fact, math facts, or are able to reason from a known fact to a new fact mm-hmm. fluently. In China, there are schools that keep calculators out of the system until children are comfortable with working with the bond tables uh, and the multiplication tables. Okay. So the story in this link highlights a school uh, that organizes quizzes to find out who per grade is the best at these uh, tables. Oh, sounds like a competition. Yes, yes. Well, as long as it's a friendly competition that inspires children to work on their tables and like shows mm-hmm. that this is important, yeah, I, I would definitely uh, like that. seems a wonderful initiative. But on the other hand, when this competition turns too competitive, you will get all the other sentiments and frustrations with the kids uh, who are not at the top tier. Right. So that would be... Like one is at the top tier and the others are not. So yes. <laughs> one happy yes. and the so, rest is not happy. Yeah. So that would be a caution. That's a danger. Uh, but on the other hand, working on the deep understanding with the children uh, so that they get the, the tables and it, it's related to each other instead of just mouth facts hanging in the air, that, that would be a good thing and that will definitely help them in later life. So it's, right. it's kind of um, how they um, how, how they, they present it. it huh? mm-hmm. Yeah. Now the next link is about benefits if, if all else uh, fails. And so what are we uh, reviewing here? looks very lawyerish. Yes, it is. And, and I'm not a lawyer. So this link is actually an infotisement from law offices who give you an overview of what benefits you could claim for you or your child with severe dyscalculia. Okay. Now, we don't endorse them. We don't get paid for this. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but it is. But it's interesting. It's, it's interesting. And, and it, it's an option that's not frequently highlighted for parents. No. So it's, it's always good to... Um, to be informed about it. Now, uh, like I said, I'm not a legal expert, but um, it, it may just be something of interest uh, for our listeners. And uh, the company highlighted offers uh, free consultation, so you can find out what they can do for you. Now, I'm sure eventually there will be a fee once they uh, secure benefit payments for you. But There's no such thing as a free yeah. lunch. Yeah. But parents can check it out without upfront costs and decide for themselves uh, if they want to go this route. 
Yeah, it's interesting. They they list, uh, uh, for instance, the Social uh, Supplemental Security Income, which is administered by the Social Security Administration. And then they have a list of uh, things that qualify when you have neurocognitive disorders. And that list is complex attention, executive function, memory learning ability, language, perceptual motor skills, or social cognition. Well, these are all kind of... Uh, uh, declines in performances that uh, could happen when kids have dyscalculia. So, I don't know. I mean, people may, they need to read through it and uh, they, have, they have a free consultation. That's probably the initial phone call. And uh, anyway, uh, good. Well, let's look at the, um, at the next link. And this is about turning that neurodiversity into an asset instead of a burden. How about that? Yeah, what do we learn here? It, it's a good article, uh, unfortunately behind the paywall. Yes. Uh, but the Financial Times highlights how employers can actually benefit from taking advantage of the opportunities that neurodiversity offers. Uh, this will help those who have a learning disability and are looking to get uh, employment. So the more that employers look behind and beyond the limitations that a learning disability inherently has and works with individuals to accommodate their employment, the more they will benefit from the unique perspectives brought to the table by this very special brand of employees. Right, indeed. Yeah, indeed. it will enrich the discussion. Hey, yeah, it's 10% of the population. We're talking to Dr. Schroeder, the founder of DiscoCuliaServices.com and we're looking at the links provided on our website DiscoCuliaHeadKidAlliance.com now, in the title from the next link, we see the famous saying, reading, writing, and arithmetic. But there's a couple of dots before the arithmetic. So, why the emphasis there? Yeah, well, uh, this is a great research into direct and indirect effects of phonological ability and vocabulary knowledge on math performance in elementary school. Now, the main aim of the study uh, was to estimate direct and indirect effects of phonological ability and vocabulary knowledge uh, on how uh, students would work later on in math and also with reading uh, performance and it's done at the National Research University in St. Petersburg. Now what they found was that reading progress can be predicted by uh, phonological abilities. Uh, and difficulties in reading correlated with low levels of phonological abilities. Well, that was kind of something we already knew. Now, there's also evidence that vocabulary knowledge, along with phonological abilities and grammar, can predict later reading comprehension. And that is also uh, an alley that has been researched before. Now, the predictive role of phonological abilities for math development is not as commonly studied. So some studies confirmed that there was a relationship between phonological abilities and math achievement. Now, how can that be? Because they're two completely different animals. Now, numerous studies uh, reported that there was this association between uh, phonological memory and individual differences in uh, computation skills later on in children. So let me read the conclusion of the study. Results of our analysis confirm the role of preschool phonological ability as a domain general predictor of later achievements. 
phonological ability had a positive direct and indirect effect via reading fluency on the subsequent reading and math performance. It's important that the direct effect was higher than the indirect effect. And vocabulary knowledge had a non-significant effect, positive indirect via phonological ability. Okay, very interesting find indeed. And another way to emphasize the important role of uh, really looking at documenting and taking action about early warning signs and the detection of learning issues that can start as early as preschool. So our general idea of just waiting, wait and see, and another year and another year, that is definitely not the right way to help our uh, children. Now, uh, if I think about uh, this, probably it's a good thing uh, not only to focus on uh, phonological uh, screening, but also on number sense screening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, my gut feeling is they may be two entities that may have um, surfaced because of uh, a common underlying general brain function that shows itself uh, in two different ways or sometimes only in one of the two. And my gut feeling says that that may be somewhere in the interplay of working memory and, uh, and processing speed. Okay. Okay. Well, that is interesting. That is interesting. That it brings us to the last link. And this is about a poster. And, and it's publicized by Dr. Bilte. I hope I don't bastardize the name. It, it looks very nice. Very, very nice. But I, I guess that's the system at conferences that... Instead of like an article, you present a poster? Or yes, a, absolutely. Is that, a, is that where a, people go and then look a at very, you? It's a very common way of uh, interchange of information. Because what you do is you have your poster and you put it on a wall. And there's a, there's a long uh, wall with many, many posters. And one by one by one, you walk... Um, and read the posters, and the person who actually did the research is there next to uh, next his to or poster. her poster. Okay. So whenever you have more in-depth questions, you have the main author there, and you can uh, talk about it, not only to get more information of the background of that specific research, but also to talk about what you are researching at this moment, and... Uh, Finding out common grounds, it's maybe a good networking opportunity. It's a fantastic yeah. networking opportunity, and it's definitely. And apparently, then they choose the best one, and so she got the merit award for, for yes. this one. And uh, it says here uh, impaired number representations as well as altered connectivity in adults with dyscalculia, and that's uh, the multi-method brain imaging that she has done. Uh, at the University of uh, Leuven in Belgium. Leuven, yeah, Catholic University of And uh, there's a whole bunch of people involved, uh, among which Beck de Smet, somebody we uh-huh. know well, yeah. and, uh, who is a... Uh, Very uh, respected author in the field on, uh, of dyscalculia yeah, as well. Yeah, so this is a pretty good, uh, pretty good uh, accomplishment here. Yeah, and, and, so, and it, it, it zooms into the discussion about the basic backgrounds of dyscalculia. Well, we know that there are three main uh, centers in the brain involved, like uh, the number sense center, the verbal centers where we have our counting words and our um, other words that we know 
<coughs> in mathematics. And then thirdly, visual center is where we write down all those numbers. And the long-term discussion was that uh, some people uh, said that there was the number sense center not functioning correctly. That is the core of uh, dyscalculia. Well, others said, well, it's the connectivity between those three. And um, what, uh, what we see now here is that uh, Dr. Bolte um, shows the result of the MRIs and that leads to the conclusion that both reasons play an important factor. So it's not a question of either or, but rather a combination of factors that causes the trouble, both a center not working properly or the connection between the three centers uh, not functioning well. And that's what we, what we need to help our kids uh, to learn and to, um, to expose them in multiple ways and also in a repetitive way so that they can build these connections and activate the number sense center, verbal centers and visual centers. Good. Good. Well, the, uh, the poster is linked on our website so people can go there and look at it themselves. Well, those were the links for this week. Thank you, Dr. Schroeder, for your insights. Dr. Schroeder is the founder of Discoculia Services, and you can follow her on Twitter and on Facebook. She maintains boards both on Pinterest and on Flipboard, and she runs five free webinars. And all the information about that is at webinars.discoculiatrainingcenter.com. Now, if you want to know if you have Discoculia, you can do the free Discoculia screener on our website, discoculiaservices.com, or you can get a more comprehensive Met and Discoculia screening test at discoculiatesting.com. Finally, Dr. Schroeder's ebooks are available on Amazon, and you can find the link on shop.discoculiaservices.com or go to Amazon and search for Dr. Schroeder. Discoculia Headlines Weekly is a production from discoculiaheadlines.com. You can find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com, and we are on Twitter at discoculiahead. You can also find us on Facebook, we have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for Discoculia Headlines, or follow the links on our webpage. You can send your questions, comments, and contributions to communications at discoculiaheadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you, and until next week, you can count on us.